So here we go. Welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. I am one half of your co-host. Um, I go by the name of Lola. You can find me on Instagram at ola.miss.lola. And I am the other half of your lovely host. I am at the Hill Diva on Instagram, but you could just refer to me as Miss Hill Diva. And today we are so excited to present one of our wonderful guests, Mr. Matt, <laughs> also the host of a podcast, Free Matt. Um, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, uh, I I am. I go by Matt Free Matt. Uh, the Free Matt podcast, uh, self-styled libertarian, say roundtable discussion. I'm quite often alone without my without my esteemed colleague but i do talk about uh we talk about libertarian issues we talk some politics uh i do delve into personal issues uh mostly regarding men uh some things between the sexes but outside of that um uh, sometimes we just we can go all over I love it because that, that's usually us. We're everywhere here, there, up, down, sideways, backwards, forwards. <laughs> um, so we'll just jump into the main theme. We're obviously discussing dating and relationships. And um, I myself, I am in a relationship. My co-host, she is single. So we have two different types of perspectives. But um, I just want to guess, I guess, get your insight or your experience of the dating landscape just because we've kind of find it a little messy um we find men sometimes to be don't have the emotional intelligence to maybe understand what women want or you know there's manipulation and playing women for pussy and all of this stuff so like what was your impression i guess of the dating scene when you participate in it um yes i've my i guess my vision has been it's been shaped by a relatively strong background i had two parents that are still together today uh it's sad i can say they're senior citizens <laughs> um they grew up uh, in a church-going family had brothers and sisters um, a handful of my friends still had both parents together uh, our experience in the church had for the most part shaped I guess a very, I want to say it was a tradcon, if that's a decent term. And my vision of how things were, I want to say it was set in stone, but it was almost stereotyped. Okay. And this is me looking back and it, you're more or less programmed to think, okay, you know, here's your flowers, you know, we love each other. Okay. Let's go get married, have family. And the irony is by the time I, I would say it was 18, I joined the military. Okay. I traveled over, uh, uh pardon me. <laughs> I went leaving home was, it was a pretty much an adventure when it came to relationships. Um, I left home and by the time I got out of boot camp, I had a, a somebody I was seeing mm -hmm. and it failed. Uh, it, it was the one good thing going on then. And a lot of these bad events shaped how I viewed life. I got kicked out of school for bad grades. I dated, uh, I dated somebody who split up with me. 
I also got involved with somebody who was not very healthy and she accused me of some, how about a, how about a level? She accused me of attempted rape oh. and yes. Yeah. And it never went to legal, but it helped shaped, I guess, uh, I'm going to say a transformation, but a challenge in the way that I viewed relationships. Okay. You fast forward after that terrible time frame, and this was the summer and fall of 2000. I traveled. I got kicked out of school for bad grades, too. Let's got to have fun with that one. <laughs> I... I went to a school in Virginia and I'm still in the military. These are uh, training schools. Mm-hmm. And I met, um, didn't really have any serious relationships, but I met somebody who, um, it lit off really quick and it was in a very bizarre, uh, situation. And this was just like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It was, I'll just call her Miss Jackson. She was named after, if y'all remember, Outcast. Yep. <laughs> um, she was from the South and uh, uh, just in the parlance of being from the South, just call her a black chick. She was cool. I liked her friends. She was uh, intelligent. She talked to people well. Uh, she didn't fit stereotypes and yes i'm gonna get a i hope y'all can ask me about stereotypes of course you know we will (laughs) she um she uh met me at a weird time in my life but i think we met each other at a weird times in our life and um i actually met her flirting with one of her friends who i used to just call her nubian princess and she had an African last name. Like it was a, there was a band with her last name in it. Okay, if I could say that, I don't want to, <laughs> y'all can go dig and find it. Fair enough, fair enough. That's fine. Um, she, uh, I guess her friends kind of found out, hey, this kind of kooky white dude, uh, you know, wanted to, you know, he's, hey, he was talking about you. And yeah. so uh, I ran into her and, basically was uh, chit chat talk I'm, I'm kind of a laid back person so that's kind of a challenge but one of her friends found out like hey you know I had mentioned about going on a date we're going to set something up our schedules somewhat the same I went back to our housing where I ran into uh, Miss Jackson and uh, Nubian Princess well, she had several friends with her and these people are, you know, they're, they're decent people in the military. I, I can't, you know, say they're punks or anything. They're pretty cool layback people. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm probably one of the most white bread guys you're going to meet from where <laughs> I'm from. Right. And I'm not Joe cool. I'm not, uh, I never ran the streets. You know, I had friends that sold drugs, but it was never me. And I just, I'm not, I'm not one, I'm just not, I don't try to act cool. And most people know, just be authentic. Mm -hmm. One of her friends who we'll call Peaches named after, uh, was it low down, dirty shame? (laughs) Uh, Jada Pinkett. Yeah. Short, short, same build, sassy. 
Peaches walks up to me and pulls my sleeve up. And I know y'all might not be able to see that that well. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And it says live for your die. Well, what you don't know is this is a covered up tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's the story, the plot thickens. <laughs> and Peaches knew that I had gotten a tattoo. And I don't think Nubian Princess or Victor- uh, Miss Jackson did. Mm-hmm. And Peaches goes, oh, I see what we got now. Um, at the time, bear with me. It was a rebel flag. It was a Confederate flag. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, you like uh you, you uh what was the people used to say one of those snazzy sayings like you like uh you like coffee and your cream or whatever whatever the oh, joke was yeah, yeah yeah and she's like you know this doesn't add up right and i look and there's the two gentlemen they're probably 18 19 uh pretty well put together dudes happen to be of the black persuasion and I'm, they're just staring daggers at me and I'm like, dude, I'm going to get killed. <sighs> and they just look at me and bust out laughing. And wow. Peaches, Peaches says, I think you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I can, wow. I can definitely figure like a situation like that being very, very kind of intimidating. Yeah. Sure. Very tense. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I've had a personal interaction where there was, um, it was funny, I was talking to a Southern gentleman who was also white, he was from, from Georgia, but he was living in New York. Um, and we would talk almost every day. He was like, you know, really nice church going guy, definitely um, was with the faith. I love that about him, all of that stuff. Um, but then one day I noticed that he had the Confederate flag like pinned up in his room and I was like <gasps> like I don't know to me it just it because like I it's like very conflicting because I understand that like that flag is a lot of history and a lot of people especially from the south take a lot of pride in it but then just knowing I guess the textbook history of what it was like I personally see that as like huge red flag just because of just conflict of ideas or a conflict of opinion, you know? 100%. I can imagine for yourself, especially at that time, that that was very intimidating because it's different on a screen. You can be like, oh, okay, gotta go, bye. (laughs) Whereas whereas like in person, like you're face to face, you know? Things can either go one way or another. And I'm really happy that it went more of a positive understanding (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. And it's funny because I now that Lola brought up that story because I remember when Lola had that altercation or well not the, the situation arose where she saw this and she told me over the oh yeah <laughs> I was talking to a guy with, and there was a giant Confederate flag but I didn't know what the hell it meant and this is recent this is like was it like 2018 2017 like this is fairly recent yeah. in terms of me being a grown woman I was already a grown woman and I didn't even know what that flag meant so I she mm-hmm. had to explain to me and then once, like, I started watching a lot more American TV with, like, you know, the, the, the Trump administration, I started watching, like, what's going on, what it meant, you know, the BLM movement, all these things going on. I educated myself and realized, you know, what it meant for both sides. That's when I was like, oh, okay, like, that's why people 
don't like it certain people don't like it certain people do it means different things for different people so yeah, exactly. for you in your in your terms I wanted to know why did you get it covered up your tattoo and what prompted that like was there like an aha moment for you where you realize you know what I just don't want this anymore or was it someone else pressuring you or how do you feel now like what what spawned that reaction you would be surprised you would think it would have been uh i was on a ship and obviously in close quarters with other people probably 80 other guys and yes there's all sorts of jokes there but <laughs> i'm often in an unstage stage of undress where these people are brothers to me even to this day yeah and they see me and they you see the bad tattoo and there's guys from one guy I knew from my hometown. We call him Candyman because he looks like the guy from Candyman. Okay. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he, we got to be good friends to this day. I, I really wish I had him around. I love that dude. But, you know, they kind of knew that guys from the South, most of them had the tattoo or even some like, uh, if y'all know anything about like the, the Norse religions stuff. Like the they're like runes or like little symbols oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. People have that, and I never had a problem with the the, the guys. Never, besides jokes, which is cool because we joke, uh, joke about it. And even one of my friends from New York kind of was like, "You're kind of a hypocrite for wearing a Bob Marley T-shirt with a rebel flag tattoo." Please laugh. I was gonna say I'm like they're not wrong. <laughs> ideals there, yeah. Right. Because like it, with me, the the understanding, especially with the Confederate flag, like like there's different aspects of you know other people's culture. Like for example, Jamaican culture, like my family's mostly from Jamaica. Um, you know, there are certain symbols that represent the culture, which is like, you know, obviously the Jamaican flag, um, you know, Bob Marley being an icon. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, the ganja leaf, uh, <laughs> you know, rum, things like, like there's different stuff that represent a culture, but it's not necessarily the person, right? So it's like, even though, you know, weed and hemp life is like super prominent, super prevalent for Jamaicans, that doesn't mean like I'm a pothead stoner that smokes weed all the time because I'm Jamaican. Where it's like, I understand at least now that if somebody has a Confederate flag, whether it's like on their body in their space or whatever, it's not necessarily synonymous with them having um, prejudice or anything like that. It's like a part of the culture. But at the same time, it's just like, unfortunately, that part of the culture also has like, you know, offensive roots in it, which is kind right. of unfortunate. Um, it was one thing that I guess there was a diversion from uh, the, the sheet heads and the guys on the horses and the Confederate ghost, you know, yeah. scaring. <laughs> basically, that's they were terrorizing black people. I know yeah. that's what happened. Right. The weird reason why me getting the tattoo covered up, it, it it's ironic because it wasn't even black folks the reason why I had it covered up. And it's not that I, I you know, obviously I have no animosity towards white people. Right. It was actually, and I'm trying to, can I, can I just lay out some cuss words and stuff here? Oh God, yes. We're, we're, this is a safe space for swear words. <laughs> In white culture, you have things like trailer trash. You have uh, 
the term peckerwood some of the brothers that might have gone to prison might understand that never heard of it you um it's like white trash and, okay. and and yes i got actually people mad at me when i actually spoke out against things like pecker woods and trailer trash right. and i brought it up i said you you espouse something akin to white supremacy and i said wouldn't you want to be the word supreme and i said so why do you have half illiterate methods selling drugs to white people and I got FUs the whole nine yards. Wow. And people, the thing is, I was never in a group. I was never, uh, I never belonged to any uh, revolutionary group or uh, Confederate group. Uh, I'm bald from because of choice because my hair's falling out. <laughs> okay. I'm not a skinhead. <laughs> and the weird thing is that these people basically ruined something for people who were not i'm not saying that the rebel flag was anything good obviously but people that were uh not not being the pecker woods and horrifically terrible like crackers that you see on tv and i was like it's embarrassing and the thing is i said i don't want to be looped in with these people right and it's it's sad that I'm telling, you know, two black women that I don't want to be looped in with these people. That's why I had to get this covered up. Right. Right. You don't want to be, I can relate to that in the sense of not wanting to be judged by your lowest common denominator. And that's a very common theme with racial relations, right? Like even right now with COVID, you know, a lot of Asian people are receiving a lot of racism and you know, being blamed for the whole pandemic and, you know, they're being judged by God knows what, you know what I mean? Yeah, by just being Asian, Asian, really. By just being Asian, right? And by like, to be honest, and, yeah, and like, essentially that's the whole theme of, of this show. It's like this Black Girl podcast is meant to dissect different aspects of being a Black woman and not to just be a stereotype of what you expect essentially a black woman to be so uh, we're open to exploring and examining breaking out of different stereotypes and so like i appreciate that that you wanted not necessarily that you wanted to cover up because of that but because you wanted to break away with the stereotype because unfortunately nowadays especially with the rebel flag like it's so synonymous with like that kind of impression of a white person that you see Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm an educated I'm an educated man. It mm-hmm. it took me a while, but I went back to school, and it's not an experience around liberals or conservatives that caused me to be that way. It's just most people I know that have gone through some I use that term enlightenment, an enlightenment of sorts. It says it doesn't add up, and usually a position like that is it, it it's out of ignorance and it's at, a lot of people stick with it and i said it doesn't add up and these people would not be comfortable around somebody like me and i already know that fair enough fair enough um, well i applaud you for coming on our show because that's even brave to do anyway right because it could be an uncomfortable experience talking about sensitive issues but the fact that you could even come on a show and you know speak your piece and definitely applaud that because um you're brave not many people can do that if they don't share the same beliefs or if they don't know 
And I feel like that's the first step for um, everyone to have a better sense of consciousness of other people because you have to get to know other people's backgrounds, their views, what paths they've walked in order to understand them. So I'm happy. I'm I'm glad that you uh you know got that enlightening and covered that flag up because <laughs> you don't want to be judged. It, it, it sucks on one side because it's like you want to do what you want to do, right? You don't want to be judged. You want to, you know, you want to make it represent what you want it to represent. But when other yeah. people reassign stigma to something that you represent and you have, you know, it, it does kind of prompt you to make those choices. And I feel like you did the right thing in, the, in this day and age for sure. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned like stereotypes and like growing up where I did, it, it's a, I mean, stereotypes are a disservice. Because when I actually go to meet, and I'll just say women, even, you know, Miss Jackson, mm -hmm. you're almost programmed to look for stereotypes. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, the, the good or the bad. And honestly, it's in between because people are people are people. And it, it you know, uh, I went to go set up uh, a date and I'm like, okay everything should be good and i go i get back with her and um the thing is that uh yeah i'm, I'm like we set up a time and um uh, one of her friends comes up and says hey you know something's wrong and i'm like okay uh, i'll go talk to her about it i'm pretty straightforward um that's before i found out that people like to play games bear with me she um had to cancel our date and i noticed that and i'll have to explain little details but on her uniform she had a big red r on a badge and the r standard for restricted and a lot of people don't know what restricted is restricted uh you got into minor trouble it's nothing like big but it means you can't go out you can only go to the galley you can only, which is uh, like the place where we eat, the cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't go. I was going to, you know, we we're going to go out to a restaurant or something. I had money to blow. And well, man. we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to have a nice time first. That's it. Right. Like I tell people, I want to have a nice time. I literally just wanted to sit down and have a nice time. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't hurt me that bad. Um, but. I, you know, of course I went to have a meal with her, but that's the only place we could go because she was restricted. Uh, classroom, cafeteria, back to her place. And no, they guard the women's quarters. So there's no way I was getting in there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, okay. So I want to ask, because we were talking about stereotypes and stuff, and you mentioned stereotypes and impressions, I guess, of Black women. Um, I want to ask, because I've asked this before to like other people, to my own partner, all of this. Um, what was, I guess, a stereotype that maybe you subconsciously expected um, from like interacting and dating with a black woman that wasn't there and like that, like, I guess maybe caught you off guard or surprised you? Overly, uh, I was expecting an over like a overwhelming urge on her part to start a fight or get physical really there's a reason why mm -hmm. because i when i was in school 
different uh we we had several different uh school districts but most of them were were blended i mean i knew where black people lived i knew black people from all backgrounds right. i'm not a champion of anything this we just had people everywhere and i rode the bus i've you know walked to school the whole nine yards but every once in a while you saw they come from a big family there's certain uh uh, black folks that we went to school with they all come from a big family and they're all interrelated and it's another stereotype but they always had people from their uh, I'd say their uh, distant family that lived in another town not far from us and these people show up to fight like the, the moms the aunts the daughters <laughs> cousins <laughs> the mom the aunt the cousins They'll They're go to the hospital. Ready. They'll fight people at the hospital too. What? What? Oh no, my that's gosh. not right. Okay, so so right. you kind of that was going into it. You were like, oh my goodness, you know, what if this might happen? What if Granny shows up with a cane for you? If you don't, <laughs> right? Or one of or one of her friends. That's oh, that's why I mentioned. Yeah. Okay, I see. And oh, but you're talking with Jackson and Peaches shows up, ready to. <laughs> Sorry, Hildy, what were you going to ask? Yeah, no, no, I was going to say, so how was she, like, in contrast to that, how did you find her in particular? She was the the mix of fun and her nonverbal skills. She was a decent listener, and uh, she handled things well. Like, she she didn't, like, jump on me or, like, get testy because I, uh, people think I'm slow. I'm not. I'm deliberate. And mm -hmm. the thing is, it's like she didn't, she didn't get an angle on me because I'm deliberate with my words, and I was, I, I, I liked that about her. It, it was completely different than other experiences. Okay, nice. Well, I have to ask the golden question. Hildiva knows this is actually the one question that I ask all our all our guests so far, and um, the question being. Um, in terms of, I guess, dating women just in general, doesn't matter whether it's white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. Um, what is for yourself a, I guess, a superficial preference? And when I say superficial, I just mean like somebody may argue it, but it's just like something that you like. Like, for example, like I prefer my men to be very tall and that's just because I'm a tall woman. Or some guys will say like I don't prefer like a more obese woman or somebody said that they like women with like curves so like what is your I guess superficial preference I, I jokingly people know my background and I have to always lead with a joke but somebody asked me that same kind of question like well what's your favorite kind of woman and I was like I always if you knew anything about me I'd always lead with the kind with a vagina that was a, a joke and all right got that out of the way um it here's the weird thing i i've been because of my travels mm -hmm. and people i've known folks from different backgrounds i've never been stuck in one little area i travel around a decent amount i don't ever know that i ever like had one preference and that's the weird thing um even though my girlfriends were kind of in one area and i guess it was subconscious but i mean like women i've i've been around or have been exposed to that were like my favorite um 
some of the most fun were either redheads or Colombians, like Colombian chicks. And like Hispanic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love your eyes. I, I, I. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay, My that's different. I was actually born in Colombia, so love it. Love hearing it. <laughs> so would that be your kind of superficial thing? Like you like red hair and you like kind of, um, I guess, Latinas? Um... I, I, it's sad because I, I find something good in, and I'm not one of these like, uh, like a simp or anything. And people like, you know, try and pull my card. I like something out of most women I've met. Like, you have mm -hmm. to give me something, mm -hmm. a reason to not like you. And it's mm -hmm. not because I'm like, you know, uh, like thirsty. It's not that at all. It's just, I, I find quality, I find qualities and it, I couldn't just narrow down one thing. It's weird because I was like, I've met unattractive women that treated me like I wanted to be treated exactly. and I couldn't throw them away. Like, I felt like I was like, look, they're, they're genteel and they, and they, you could tell they were like, okay, they know how to make a man a man, like feel like one. And yeah, I've obviously attractive women, knockouts, uh, women I knew overseas, uh, Colombian women with uh, derriers you can bounce quarters off of. I mean, <laughs> you got them all. Um, yeah, uh, I almost said Texas bells, girls I met from Texas that were uh, Texas and Louisiana, even though Louisiana women are crazy, but um, <laughs> that's what they say. I don't know, I've they're really loving. Louisiana. <laughs> that's so funny. Now, are you a boob guy or a butt guy? Oh Lord, man, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd say probably fifty-one percent for the rear end. Oh, wow, <laughs> really? I'm shocked. I'm so shocked because I feel like the boobs were like the the mat, like you know, piece de resistance for so <laughs> long for a lot of men, and like recently. The butt just made a, a, a full like wave. Come back, yeah, a big art. Comeback. Art was behind the reason why why the 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 cleavage was a big thing and European influence in art. Mm -hmm. Serious, okay. that's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the bountiful harvest. Was <laughs> just like, oh. it, it, that's exactly <laughs> it, and and that was why you know people from European descent. Mm -hmm. Um, it it had that big of an influence, but if you look at like uh, Afro Cubano and uh, there's people from I say like Brazil and stuff, yeah. it's it's funny because it's the derriere that like uh, it's weird. My source is I'm gonna go to hell for this one, but uh, Pornhub, um, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they put it in the news. I got it out. They put it in the news, <laughs> and it you could tell country to country and in how it kind of skewed and it really was you know european descent uh men who you know the top half and most of the rest of the world except for like japan wanted the bottom half and <laughs> yeah. yeah it's making a wave it's making a wave soon one day europe will want butts too don't worry they'll, they'll just, oh, yeah, they'll just stay behind the curve <laughs> Literally. Well, with that being said, okay, so my question to you now is, 
we talked about the preferences, superficial and not, but like, what would then be your absolute deal breakers? That if a girl came to the table and was like, I have this, 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 that you're like, nope, can't do it. Cause you just said like, it, a woman would have to proactively find a way for you to dislike her. So what would be those deal breakers? Um, there's some cultural issues. Um, there's some starters, what I call non-starters. Okay. Um, oh Lord. Um, getting flustered. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> the, I mean, things like there's some things that are really hard to get past, like social issues. I'm not a huge fan of abortion and, um, it, it, you can get past it if I knew that the person felt like they worked through it and they got help and stuff like that. It's it's a it's a it's a touchy subject for women too, and sure. it yeah. it's something that you can grow from. And I felt like if you couldn't grow or you weren't growing from it, that it grow from it's a, a that's a bad term. But you see what I'm getting at? It's it's not, it's, it's, if you have a cavalier attitude about it, I, I, I kind of feel it's kind of an excluder. Okay, um, so you um, wouldn't like me then. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm not throwing rocks. I, that's no, it. I'm not I throwing know. rocks. I'm just joking with you. I'm not, yeah. No, but, but like, I, I, is that something quickly, sorry. Is that yeah. something that you would discuss with a woman beforehand? Like you, you know, you're on a date or you kind of wait for it to like come up naturally for that to be something you know a deal breaker for you it's more like a third date type thing because mm -hmm. okay. okay. it's it's nothing like i would ever expect anybody to throw and i, I to be honest i probably wouldn't bring it up because that kind of stuff like the flow of conversation and, and natural a natural progression people get when when they're serious about each other and not just hooking up i was like uh i hate to say the hate to say the horn dog inside of you will say, Hey, she's a Thursday. And <laughs> there's, I know, like you had mentioned about, uh, we're talking about uh, not pickup artists, but you're talking about guys that are just running game and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I hate to say there's certain things that it, it's kind of like a gate to relationships or, uh, just physicality and to be honest with you I think that if if they had an understanding and they weren't looking for a relationship and they were just hey you know let's go have fun okay but if they were looking for a relationship and I'd say I just tell them I'm not comfortable and that's the best way I could I could describe that um there's some other things that really I guess kind of get in the way like long-term relationship, uh, uh, your, your views about family and, um, uh, in the long run, if, if y'all don't come to a consensus and, and there's a reason why I mentioned a consensus and not overruling is religion, because I don't think that if y'all don't have a consensus or you don't match up to begin with, you're going to be fighting each other, even on like a, a almost a subdermal level deep down That's fair. I, I mean say, oh sorry to interrupt i was gonna say i will say that experiences now especially on dating apps some apps like in particular an app that i was using was called hinge 
And so they list like, not your whole bio or anything like that, but it lists across like basic stats. So you could include like your height, your location, your profession, um, whether you smoke or drink, um, if you're comfortable with people smoking drugs, um, and if you either have kids, want kids, or don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's definitely something that's kind of like, it's like a nice way to kind of put that on the table so that you don't meet somebody, you guys kind of hit it off, you get into a relationship. And when things become more serious and things like family planning and stuff like that gets involved, you don't feel like you're at a crossroads to be like, if a girl's like, oh, well, I don't feel like ever having kids. And the guy's like, well, like I really want a family or vice versa. Mm. You don't feel conflicted. Like, do I continue this relationship hoping they would change? Or do I leave this relationship when I'm mostly happy with this one thing? Like. I find it's a nice way to kind of get it out of the way. Like I met my partner on that platform and he personally listed that like, he doesn't have any kids and he doesn't want any kids. So that ended up being a talking point, I think on like our second date. And not because like I was interested in having like any, like I already have one child. I'm not necessarily interested in having another, but it was a good talking point to be like, well, why do you think that way? This is my experience. And it kind of became more of a comfortable way to talk about it without it feeling like, does this man want to impregnate me? Like, (laughs) yes. so I I guess I found it more of a, I guess, safer way to talk about it without it feeling like a thing. Because if, I don't know, if like, for example, you and I went out on a date and I was just like, oh, well, I'm not ready to have children. And if I have one, if I get, if we get pregnant, like I might t- have an abortion. You're like, I'm firmly against that, to be honest. It kind of just sets the tone to be like, okay, knowing this, I'm going to make the responsible decision to possibly like not go on another date or, you know, let's just stay friends because we agree that we, we don't agree. I like you, but we don't agree on this stance. So let's make the responsible decision to just be friends and just get along on that level. Yeah. I- I'm curious. Okay. Keep going. Keep going, sir. Oh, um, I, I was going to say the that is actually I will say that's actually a good thing yeah, through my personal experience. And I had uh, I don't want to say who this person was, but somebody I dated I using quotations. I'm being nice. Okay. Um, basically, it was cavalier the my views. And if I would have known that they had that strong of an opposition to my views, I probably would have I would have not taken it. I probably would have just, you know talk to him and say i wish you well but right yeah i was gonna ask have you delved into online dating at all um i know a lot of people have some people prefer in person you know so i'm just curious if that was something that you ever considered um or uh, would consider kind of thing not i mean (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i'm going to embarrass myself and date myself all right (laughs) I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Yahoo Personals. I have heard of it, but on like the tail end. I can personally say No, I haven't. I I remember hearing about it. I remember a story about how they closed that. (laughs) The last time the 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 predecessor before uh before all right, you didn't have any apps on a cell phone. Most of our cell phones 
could not even get SMS te- texting. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And Back then. <laughs> it, the thing is, I had some experience, but I actually had to cancel a date with somebody because I got off the market. And oh. my friends, on the other hand, have had disappointing results. Uh, a hand, maybe one or two guys that I know of that have actually had decent results um, didn't lead to like uh, Chuck Woolery's love connection. <laughs> I was like, I hope y'all, somebody out there has seen that. That was one of the awesome, awesome that before, before, um, before internet dating, there was a, a, a dating television show called the love connection with Chuck yep. Woolery. Yep. Na- yeah. Navy man, by the way. And <laughs> they would get, guy and a uh, like a, a woman and th- three guys yeah. and i think they went on a date and they and the people in the audience would vote who they liked and mm-hmm. and it was like perverse um it was like perverse um like you're watching like a potential train wreck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's like that rubbernecking when you see like a bad accident you're like what's over there <laughs> yeah Oh, that's so. I I do remember Love Connection, and then I remember because um, Hildiva brought up earlier in a different um, episode the Jenny Jones and like Sally Jesse Raphael, where like they'll occasionally have like the their dating game and be like, "My name's Samantha, and I'm 23 years old, and I I'm a student at NYU, <laughs> and I'm looking to meet Mr. Right," and they'll have like three different guys and sometimes one will be like super handsome one will be like super ugly and one will be like kind of average in the middle and sometimes like the girl will pick the super handsome one and then find out he's like unemployed broke young and then the older one will be like i'm actually a self-made uh multi-millionaire and i own this company and then you see her shocked face and everyone's like oh my god Those are funny. But I was going to ask you, so in terms of um, dating and relationships, um, when we talk about like apps and stuff like that and like the fast food world that we're in today, um, for you, since you're more old school, you're more traditional, um, what, when do you consider yourself exclusive with somebody? So are you the type that, you know, you would date one girl at a time, like, you know, take your energy on one, find one, like, you know, then if that doesn't work out, then you find another girl to kind of court or whatever. Or were you, when you were back in your dating days, um, were you the guy that kind of had balancing a few balls, juggling at, you know, all at once and then deciding if you wanted to be exclusive with one? Um, But what was kind of that thing that made you know you want to be exclusive or make a decision? Yeah, that game changer, that X factor. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of people thought, you know, I was some type of like doe-eyed dreamer because I just had one woman at a time. Oh. And the the reason why I had one woman at a time is because the aptitude, like, I'm, I'm a very intense person, but I cannot give a level of attention and intensity to you know say like three like like three mm-hmm. women and i i don't have it's not that i'm stupid it's just it's just nothing that i i can handle i can handle one person and i just i feel like you're you're almost splitting up your attention to other people and you're 
you're losing, they're getting a sample. They're just getting a sample size of what you are. They're not getting like a, a, a real good feel and you're probably diluting yourself too. Mm -hmm. I love that. Trust me. If people, like growing up, I kind of felt the same way. I'm not going to lie. I have been the the woman to have like three, three guys in rotation. And I remember, I think I remember telling you this one day, I was just like, girl, I need to drop one. This is too much work. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like between the, all these guys in a full-time job and school, like I can't. <laughs> and then I just kind of dropped off and it was like one at a time, one at a time. Maybe like two guys might be in my inbox at one time and I'll pick one and be like, okay. <laughs> it was easier but, for me to be single than to do, to handle that, that. And it's, it's, I tell people it's a lot different now that I got a few years under, under my hat, you know, but I'm pump chain. Um, the, the thing is that I know a lot of other guys that, uh, it, if the people knew that it was casual and you can hold them to their word and say, make sure they know, and, and there's ways to word it. I'm a little, uh, a little less first than they are, but to make sure these people know that this is just casual and the guys that other guys I know are, yeah, they'll run into somebody who, who doesn't get like their position and they, and they are, they get hooked and they grow, they grow on the person, their expectations grow. Mm -hmm. And I know guys that can juggle. It's just, I feel like that I don't have like the, the time and the depth to deal with it. Um, do I understand it? Uh, do I know when somebody's exclusive? I think you get a feel for it, but as I've gotten older, the way that I see relationships and, you know, intersexual dynamics, I was like, I would never make the assumption I was uh, like making that assumption about the woman I'm with until you're like, like real down to down to heart, you know, down to heart type uh, discussion and not and not this uh, check yes or no or cheesy. Uh, I'm a heavy metal fan, but like cheesy country music. Like, <laughs> no, it's not like that. Yeah. And but you would literally need to like grab each other and and word it that way. And I don't mean after you're done uh, doing the horizontal tango there. I meant like what you get together and when you're not clouded by those, uh, by the, not the hormones, but all the chemicals racing through your body. And you have to, you would, you would, I'm a very matter of fact person. Mm. And I know if I'll tell you something's not right, I'll tell you if something's good. And I, I, am I a little more floral with my language sometimes? Sure. But the bad part is, is yes, a lot of guys don't know to just spell things out and say, Hey, no, this is not working. Yeah. Well, okay. We're almost towards the end of our time, but I really want to ask this question because you brought it up from the very beginning. I was very curious. You mentioned on your podcast that you occasionally talk about men's issues. So what is, I guess, a recent male issue that you think is prevalent going on right now? Um, it's very testy and the, the legal issues behind the Bill Cosby trial mm. Ooh, and yeah. it, it's not the accusations. 
or what we saw in the news. It was a lot of the prevailing legal issues behind, uh, that that we didn't see, right. and it, it it it's uh, procedural uh, procedural issues. The district attorney, like a deal with the district attorney, they didn't uphold, which yeah. is illegal in their state. Yeah. Um, uh, testimony that there there's certain testimony that in court it's a there's a I'm going to say like a, a guideline, like what kind of testimony can be put together to begin with, depending on the state you're in. Okay. And the the irony behind the, the Bill Cosby case, not the accusations, not uh, it, it, the accusations on paper, very egregious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, as a man and a lot of people... I'm going to get flack because somebody says, oh, you sound like a, a trad con, a traditional conservative. Mm-hmm. But it looked greasy. Not, I'm not even talking about the legal issues. It just looks greasy that you would have women around you that have to get dosed up to go screw around. Okay. And I'm one of those people that says it's not even, it's not enthusiastic consent. That's the mm-hmm. irony. Enthusiastic. I hear that enthusiastic consent, and that's that's a, a it's worth talking about. But for me, if somebody you're you don't have the uh, mental capacity to notice that a woman is not giving you her best mm-hmm. without drugs or alcohol, and and this isn't just sex, but interactions and stuff like that, you don't need her in your life. And I'm just one of those people. I. I I don't like, uh, I'm one of those people I don't like drunk women at a bar mm-hmm. as much as I've been around them and they're the ones trying to drag me out the door with them. <laughs> and I I just one of those people who, I'm a matter of fact, without an altered state, be who you are. And if there's something inside of you that's screaming to get out, you fight and let that out. I and I would, say, that. I would say that about uh, just Hildy, if, if you... If you said, you know, you're a stupid ass and I hate guys with horseshoe mustaches and rednecks <laughs> and you're ignorant, and don't know what you're talking about. I would rather you come out and say that than just smiling and say, oh, that's the best guess ever. I hope. <laughs> you would. Yeah. Yeah. To keep the honesty. Well, okay, just to briefly talk about that technicality, because the reason why he was released from prison was because the testimony that the uh, prosecutor used to indict him on criminal charges was protected. I think I'm not versed on my amendments, but I believe it was the Fifth Amendment, the one to self-incriminate. And because that amendment was violated was like why they had to uphold the deal of the previous prosecutor and why he was there for release. That's but right. It, it is, it is. I and it's it. just, I, I, I guess that was probably their only evidence that they had against him because my question I'm left with is with like, you know, 60 some odd accusations why, like, why and how is there not any other possible evidence aside, like, that they could have used to incriminate him aside from like, this questionable tactic, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. I'm sorry. Okay, keep going if you yeah, have a no, comment no, on that. I'm done. I was going to say really quick, 
you brought up that beard because I literally my next question was that beard though. <laughs> Sorry to pivot from Bill Cosby, but that beard you got there, like, do you find that women love the beard? Are you getting pure action? And and if you are, is it women in their 30s, women in their 20s? Because me, when I was like in my 20s, I wasn't, I didn't care for facial hair. When I hit my 30s, I'm like, I need a man. Like, I need hair. Really? I need a beard. I want to hang off of it. Tarzan on it. I don't care. Swing from the vine. <laughs> like, I love it. So I was the opposite. What, what beard I, I, I always loved a beard. <laughs> There's hope for me yet. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> It started as a joke. This, the handlebar or the horseshoe mustache, it actually started as a joke. And this was 10 years ago. I had worked at a, a, a shop not far from where I work now, ironic. And I had a beard and I was trimming it up and I basically took off too much and had to try and clean it up. And my, uh, the person I was with came by and said, leave it like that. <laughs> and I had this for probably two years then. And everybody, of course, everybody gets a joke about it. They call it butt duster and stuff like that. So um, it, I had to shave it for wearing respirators when I went to firefighter training and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And the irony is that when I actually got to grow facial hair again, I just grew this back and there's people who still run into me and they're like, they couldn't even recognize me. But, um, I was told uh, I was looking for a new hat and somebody said, why don't you just buy a cowboy hat? And I did, but, um, the, the mustache do like response wise. Yes. I think most, uh, just people in general, it, I, I had a woman tell me, you know, an earnest conversation. She said, you'd be surprised how many, you know, men in their twenties that have just scraggly patches of hair on their face. And I told her, I grew up with Magnum PI, um, Tom Selleck, Mr. Yeah. Baseball. And he, and, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else that had, uh, always had the good, uh, push broom they call it the, we call that the lip caterpillar and the push broom, yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Y'all know oh, who Sam okay. Elliott is. I know. And always known for that mustache. And the 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 lady told me she was like, I just it's nice to see men with facial hair. And I was like, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Now my last question before we wrap up, I'm gonna keep it in with within the beard. Um, because I find that sometimes a lot of men are very self-conscious without their facial hair. They feel like it gives them a baby face. They look immature or they don't like, I guess, their facial features without it. Um, are you a man that's more like you're comfortable with or without the mustache, but the mustache is just something that's quintessential, iconic Matt now? Um, facial hair, even the Oak Ridge Boy beard I had at one time, yeah. it was a part of me, but I have enough chin. And yes, I have a chin and a jawline. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I prefer to have facial hair. I survive okay. without it. I don't think that I, I've been told I have enough of a jaw that I look okay. And it's really not that much of a challenge, but. Well, yes, it. you definitely give, give off the Samity Sam vibes. 
<laughs> no. Like, you've got the low. He's like, not saying what he's saying. Oh, I hear the low voice. Like, where a rabbit? You come over here. Like, I'm like, I love it. And I'm like, he's got that character. So far. Well, I'd hate to wrap up so soon, but we have reached our time. So yes. thank you so much, Matt Free Matt. Can you just quickly let our viewers know where they can find you um, to hear more about your podcast? If you've got any events coming up or anything special, let us know. And um, we'd love to hear like your, more about you, you know? Uh, folks, um, I'm on YouTube. If you search for Matt, M-A-T-T, and then you put uh, F R. E-E-M-A-T-T. It's a joke. It's Matt Freemat. Um, you can find me on there. I've got videos. I usually have links to uh, the website and the whole nine yards. It's something I do for fun. Nothing serious. I do have an email address on there, and I'll even say it out loud. It's Freemat Podcast. That's free, M-A-T-T, podcast at gmail.com. I don't care if you send hate email, tell me jokes, whatever. I hope you, I hope it makes you feel better. <laughs> wonderful. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us, having this wonderful conversation. It's been amazing talking to you and we definitely would love to connect with you in the future. Um, again, I'm one half of your co-host, Ola Miss Lola. You can find me on Instagram at ola.miss.lola. And you can find the podcast itself at This Black Girl Podcast. We are on and available on all streaming platforms. Yes, thank you so much again. And we hope you have a wonderful day. And again, I am at The Hill Diva on IG. And we're similar to you, Matt, because we love getting hate mail. We just say if anyone likes what they heard, if you didn't like what you heard, send it to us at This Black Girl Podcast. We like to take all that smoke, bring it because we love it. We just love it. So same thing here. Bring all that smoke. If you heard anything you didn't like, we'll talk about it. It's more, um, it's just more fuel for the fire for us, you know? So um, definitely thanks for coming. Everybody have a wonderful day with whatever, whatever more you got going on. And uh, we'll definitely catch up again. Bye. Bye.